Bobby Bones post show pre show. In a second, I'm gonna talk to Morgan number two about uh, a new Kit Kat cereal. Which when I saw, I thought, wow. But she she has that news. I didn't want to bring up because I've I've been on Netflix the last few nights. I told you I watched the the Queen's Gambit. I just talked about the shows, but um, I've been kind of teetering on watching Hillbilly Elegy. I've heard by, from some people it was pretty good. Some people say it wasn't good. Eddie, you watched it? I did. I did. And it's okay. You know, like, I, I I don't know, man. I just feel like I have kids now and a story like that's inspiring. It, it really is. But it's just got a, a really just a sad feeling, you know, of, of this kid who had to grow up similar to you, you know, and it's just it's just a an ugly upbringing and it, it's an ugly story and I have two foster kids and I feel like that's similar to their story as well. So I didn't really enjoy it in that sense of it, but I know it's a good story and I know people will get good things from it. You, Bones, I don't think you should watch it. But he's read the book. I know, but it's just like, why would you want to relive something that you went through before, which I think that's what it could do to you. You think it's a trigger? I would think so. I mean, I'm watching it. I didn't go through that stuff, but my two foster kids did. You're my best friend. I You went through that, and I really didn't want to watch it. I'm looking at the reviews in Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 25% score from critics, big wow. old splat, but an audience score of 85%. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. What would you give it, Eddie? How many? How many? Uh, so taking myself out of it as a movie, just kind of rate it as like, this is the movie. I think it's pretty good. I think it's... I would give it a 60% out of 100. No, do the thing that we normally do. Uh, the normal thing where I would give it, I don't know what you want me to give it. But out of five, and then you give know. it something that's related to the movie. I know. I, okay, so I would give it maybe two and a half um, Yale students. <laughs> two and a half Yale students out of five. Ooh, the positive side of it. Yeah, the positive side of it. I didn't want to go me, negative. Since I did grow up in a trailer park, I'd be like, I give it two and a half trailers. Yeah. Yeah. But, two, he, I, but, but that. I was interested just to see how they trend, how they how they interpreted that story and made it, you know, with dialogue between folks, you know. Yeah, I I think it as far as like you know Amy Adams did a really good job. Glenn Close, who plays his grandmother, you know, I think she she did a great job, and the kid they they all did a great job, and I think the movie's really good. To me, I just I I don't like that story. I hate the. Yeah. The, the the vicious cycle of someone constantly, you know, growing up in that environment and having to succeed out of it. And I know it's just I guess it's too real for me. I guess that I would say that it's too real for me. Well, let's do something a little lighter. Morgan, tell me about the Kit Kat cereal. Yeah. So their Kit Kat is releasing a fruity cereal flavor and it's called Kit Kat Fruity Cereal. And it's reportedly coming next summer, 2021, June. And it's supposed to be like their typical crispy wafers. But instead, you're getting like a chocolatey, fruity cereal taste. I'd rather mm. Kit Kat just put out Kit Kat cereal and be as close to the Kit Kat as possible. Yeah. Right? Because if I want fruity cereal, I'm going to go to somebody who knows how to make fruity stuff. Sure. Fruit of the Loom. No, no, no not, not Fruit no, of the Loom. No, 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 no. Like bananas and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to, you know what's good? And I think this dessert is vastly underrated. So we're in California. Caitlin and I went out to one of the, the big wigs in our company's house, who I'm great personal friends with, but we've worked together for years. His name is Kevin Legret. He runs Los Angeles. And we go out, and it was like, what kind of food do you want? I said, let's do fish. So they make just an excellent meal at the house, fish, a little salad, some vegetables on the side. We finished the whole thing, and Kevin goes, all right, let's, uh, we got a little dessert here. And I love dessert. I try not to eat it that often, but if you put it in front of me, I'm going to eat the dessert. And 
His wife comes out, lifts the lid, and it is a uh, bunt cake. Bunt, bun cake. Bunt cake. Bunt. Okay, like you bunt like a baseball? Bunt, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. He brings out a bunt cake. Now, not many folks list the bunt cake as one of their favorite desserts, but I'm going to tell you, the bunt cake, vastly underrated. Was it frosted? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the bunt cake? No, I love the bunt cake. Have you ever had nothing bunt the cake? Cakes? Huh? What the F are you there's, talking about? There's a, there's a cake a place. Bunt? They specialize in bunt cakes, and the name of the business is Nothing Bunt the Cake. And get it? Bunt? Nothing Bunt the Cake. And they nothing have, Bunt the Cake. Bobby, I'll get you one from here because they have them here, and they have, oh, they're so good. And they come in, you can get them little mini, like tiny size bunt cakes. <laughs> so it's like, it feels but cute you, when you're eating nobody it. Nobody ever lists the bunt cake as no. one of the best desserts. I'm just telling it's you true. now. Yeah. I have to be an advocate for the bunt. Cake. <laughs> why are you having such not, a hard time saying this? You have to learn this. how to say it. Bunt. Bunt cake. I'm going to tell you why, because it's not spelt like a baseball bunt. It's spelled like B-U-N-T-D-T. T-D-T. Okay, got it, got it. Bunt to the cake. This is the one the shape of the donut? Like it kind of is circular? Yeah, baby. Yeah, talk slower. I like it. What? Okay. We're done. Here is today's show. Enjoy. Hope you have a good day. Goodbye, my friends. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Morning to you. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go over to Pete in Florida, who's going to start the show off today. Hey, Pete, what's going on? Hey, so I called in a little while ago. Um, I was calling to ask what's the best way to promote my music when Rodney was on there with you. And, uh, you know, everything went good. I went home. I had my Instagram blow up. I had people messaging me. You know, everything was cool. I come back to work Monday, and my boss tells me my check got cut because... They heard me on the radio with y'all. Um, it led to a big argument. Uh, one thing led to another and I ended up pretty much losing my job because I called into you guys. And I pretty much just told them, I said, hey, man, it's Bobby Bones. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care. I could be homeless. I was on the Bobby Bones show. Boom. Well, and that's so. how you should feel. Well, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's good. No, you need a job. Well, let me ask a couple questions here. First of all, you went little argument one thing led to another i got fired what's one thing led to another because you left out a big part of why the firing happened fists flew right well i said i said hey well i shouted out the company that was in front of a million people on the radio that's free advertisement and you know they were like well we don't care you were on the clock and you called in so i i just started taking the tools out of my trunk man and i started filling up my mustang and i pretty much just you know hauled butt to my house went home You didn't say any bad words to his face? You didn't swing at him or anything? Well, I didn't technically get fired. I just left. Are you fired right now? Well, I I have a different job. I'm working at a different company now. Great. Do you like that job? Uh, Yeah, I like it. I actually love it, man. It's it's a lot (laughs) less stress. Um, It's a lot better. You know, I'm still doing my music thing. You know, that's what I called before and still doing, you know, some comedy. Uh, You let me shout out my Instagram. Like I said, last time I was on, man, I had a bunch of people reach out to me and uh, message me. I had probably like 3,000 people follow me in like an hour, man. It was pretty cool. You know, my phone was blowing up. Dang. So, you know, at the time I was living it up, man. I felt like a celebrity, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. People like me and you, Bobby, growing up, man, we have nothing, man. Everybody doubts us, you yep. know. So I finally had something to be like, you know, man, look at me, man. I was on the Bobby Bones show. I have all these people following me. So, you know, for once in my life, it kind of 
kind of gave me some support, man, and, and boosted up my spirits, man. What is uh, your Instagram name? Let's see if we can do it have, again. Have a few other people follow you. What's your Instagram name? It's K9 underscore Florida. Oh, yeah. K9 underscore Florida. The letter, right? The letter K, the number nine? Yep. Yes, sir. The letter K, the number nine underscore Florida. How much did they I cut made, your I check? Made, excuse me? How much did they cut your check? They cut my check only 30 minutes, man. But they cut it? it, it they, because they, they of he called it, in. Because he called in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right, 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 right. But they cut. Hmm. You have a, you have a Venmo? I'll, I'll refund you that. that I'll get minutes. you that money. No, no, Bobby, you don't owe me nothing, man. You gave me everything I could have ever wanted. The whole show, everybody, man. I love all y'all. I would, I would, I, you know what I'm saying? I'll fight anybody for all y'all, man. Y'all are my boys. I'll do anything for y'all, man. I'm talking about. All right, well, listen. I, I hate that happened to you. I'm glad you got a job you love. Stay at it. If, if music is your passion, keep it there. Keep doing it. Grinding every free minute you got. Keep making music, okay? Yes, sir. I, I saw love you, Bobby. Man, I don't care what they say about you, man. Who's saying a lot stuff? Of people, a lot wait, of people. When people, <laughs> when people go, I don't care what they say about you. You're like, wait, whoa, 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 who's saying? All right, man, uh, it's a it's a Florida thing, man. It's a Florida thing. We just say that to everybody. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> you guys, check out K9 underscore Florida. He just dropped that new hit single, Ice T, on August 30th. Yes, you can see that too. Ooh, Ooh right. Hey, yeah. Bobby, I'll be in. The- Hey, Bobby, I'll be in Nashville in two weeks, man. Where's the party at? Bobby's <laughs> house. <laughs> Coronavirus. I'll see you in 2021, all right? <laughs> hey, I'll take a test, man. I'll do whatever I got to do, man. Hit me up. All right, all right, all right. There he is. All right, there he is. Clap, yeah. clap him out. Clap him out. I'm a little worried, though. He's not still on the clock, is he? he at his new he job. He didn't even shout out his new job. <laughs> all right. Let's play this. Hey, welcome to the show, by the way. Let's get going. Bobby Bones. Yeah. So Lunchbox intercepted the Bobby Bone Show voicemail line last night. He acted like he was the automated messaging service. Why were you up here at night? I just thought it'd be funny. I thought it'd be funny. People call after the show's over. They're trying to leave a voicemail, and they think it's a voicemail, and then you start interrupting them as they're leaving a message. Totally confuse them. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. You have reached our voicemail. To leave a message, press 1. To say hi to one of the members of the show, press 2. You pressed beep. How are you today? I'm good. What is your name? Melanie. Melanie, this is the voicemail line. Have you had COVID? No. What are you wearing? (laughs) I'm not telling. Ooh, sounds spicy. Please go on. This is weird. What do you want for Christmas? Is this lunchbox? Are you really there? This is weird. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. Thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) Did she hang up? Yep. I didn't even tell her that was you. Nope. She had to be like, I'm not calling that thing anymore. (laughs) What are you wearing? She's like, I'm not saying that sounds spicy. All right, here's another one. Hello, thank you for leaving a voicemail on the Bobby Bone Show line. We couldn't answer your call, but we still want to hear from you. So please leave a message. For Lunchbox to say, all I do is win, press 1. To hear Ray say, yeah, press 2. To hear Eddie say, I'm a dad, press 3. Any other message, please press 4. All I do is win! (laughs) If you'd like to hear Ray say, yeah, If you'd like to say anything else, please press 1. Now go ahead and leave your message. Beep! Lunchbox, I called last week and told them idiots that you do not need to drink milk. You need to drink 
You need to drink a bottle of honey from that Oh, box. don't call Lunchbox Honey. He is married. Please continue your message. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you live? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling the voicemail. If you have anything else to say, press 1. If you'd like to end your message now, press 2. Uh, did she press That's two? Or did you know? No, I just assume it's two. He's hung up on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You could have been like, hey, it is Lunchbox. What do you want to say? Good to talk to you. No, he just left him. He just left him <laughs> hanging out there. <laughs> All right, there you go. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, we are the Bobby Bone Show. That's right. Six in 10 Americans see gift giving as a competition. Yeah. So more than half go, All right, we're going to give gifts. I'm going to beat you at the gift exchange. So six out of 10 admit, yep, they're trying to outgift their circle of loved ones. A survey of 2,000 Americans revealed sibling rivalries never seem to disappear. Some people want to win the whole, have the best gift period to give. Would you rather give the best gift or get the best gift? Give it. Give it. Get it. Give it. Better feeling. Give it. Oh, you guys are all no, full of crap. you're not. I would rather give it. Okay, then everybody give me presents and I won't give you anything and see how happy you are. Great. <laughs> you but I want to give it. the best one the of everyone thing here. When it's you, you. acting that way. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like no one's going to step up That's to the plate and volunteer. That's a good point. You never want to give somebody a great gift who isn't appreciative of it. Right. Oh, I would appreciate it. People are still making a competitive sport, which by the way, we have our own sport coming up next Friday. <laughs> yes. Our it's own the tournament. $69 gift exchange. And it's very competitive. Nice. Yeah. It's not competitive. We just drew somebody. Right, but somebody always gets hurt with something that they got, and they're like, why, wow, this is the best, worst gift ever. Why do you do it in that voice? I mean, just a no, generic I, I voice. Hey, let me do it like this. <laughs> I'm going to act like I don't care, but secretly, deep down, I'm really upset because I get a terrible gift. Why would you ever be upset with a gift that you get? I don't understand that. So if I brought in a pile of dog poop, you'd be okay with Great. it? Great. I wouldn't use it. I would probably throw it away, but I wouldn't be mad about it. Oh, yeah, you would. I would be irritated that he yeah, didn't put time into point? it whenever this was the... It, one, it saves everybody money having to buy everybody gifts. Sure. And then two, it's a game. And if he brought you dog crap, of course, I'd be like, "This is what are you doing? <laughs> but I have Amy at $69. And uh, what? What? I'm just, Amy gets so lucky. Why? Because it's going to be an amazing gift. How do you $69. Know? $69 is, Look, a, is a limit. I mean, Bobby knows how to pull strings and he knows how to, he, he does these roundabout ways to get around that $69. I don't know. He has... Eddie is my Eddie knows mm-hmm. where I'm at in this process. Mm-hmm. Will my gift to Amy be controversial? No. I don't, maybe to him. Maybe to Lunchbox. I think Lunchbox will definitely be like, see, I told you. I told you. But no, it's a great gift. I think it's the, a great idea. Uh, it's probably an experience. I have no idea. It's a, a $69. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please not let it be an experience. <laughs> I don't think it is at all. That's not. I mean, someone's going to come in here and serenade her. Or so, I mean. Okay. I can already tell. You didn't say dollars. <laughs> yes, Amy's going to have $69 to give that person. Okay. Well, my only point to bring this up was people have turned gift giving into a competition. I I like giving great gifts. I don't feel like I compete. Yeah. But I do like giving great gifts. No, not on the show. On the show we're playing a game. Oh, oh, you mean in life. In life, yeah. I like giving great gifts. And I think I got some pretty good ones. You know, I've had to buy gifts for other folks. Not had to. Got some other for other people in my life before Christmas. I'm pretty proud of them. I'm I get excited to give them. So, okay. Good luck on next next Friday, guys. Yeah. Who's you bought your gift yet for Hillary? 
Or like, no, Hillary's yeah, buying me. Who's yours? Uh, Raymundo. Poor okay, you'll just get him alcohol or something <laughs> oh, easy, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. Do you want to say what you're getting him? I mean, no, I mean, okay. let's just, I, well, I mean, I, I don't know what to get him. I was thinking $69 worth of White Claw, but he switched from White Claw to Bud Light Seltzer, so now I have to switch my gift. Well, then that sounds like the new gift. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that he's thinking about doing 69 White Claws. I'm like, dude, that's expensive. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not $69. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, do that. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So at Walt Disney World in Florida, you know, they have a bunch of fountains and wishing wells everywhere where people just throw in coins. Well, periodically, they get those coins out, they clean them up, and they donate them to a Florida charity. Well, this year, around Thanksgiving, they cleaned it up, and they collected over $20,000 of coins that people threw in those wells. And they donated it to a food bank there in Florida and was able to feed a lot of homeless people for 20000 bucks, huh? 20000 so, so tell me something good for Walt Disney World for doing that. But all the people that throw in coins, I never throw coins in there. Well, you're throwing it in to make a wish, yeah. though. Let's not act like it's selfless. <laughs> and kids love to do it, too. That's yeah. True. That's I mean, true. we're not going have a free coin. Okay, we're going, yeah. I'll trade you this nickel for a wish that's worth 10 million nickels. <laughs> right. <laughs> but how cool, all those wishes. Yeah. What if what if some of the wishes were, oh, I hope we get to feed mm, the homeless. But you almost none were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great story. Nice job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for World Class Advice Giver. It's Bobby Bones, World Class Advice Giver. All right, here's a voicemail we got last night. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. Now that we're getting into the Christmas season, I was hoping to get your opinion on Christmas cards. For example, whenever our family gets Christmas cards, we put them on display until Christmas is over. But last year, I was handing out Christmas cards, and I gave one to a co-worker, and an hour later, I saw that it was in her trash can. So I was just curious to get your all opinions on what Christmas card etiquette you may have. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you for that. With cards, you have to give them knowing that once you give them, they're out of your hands. Some people are going to display them. Some people are going to take them into their own heart and be like, oh, I appreciate that, and then toss it away. Not everyone keeps cards. This is the same thing with birthday cards. I get a birthday card. I love it. I smile. I throw it away. I got what you were trying to get to me in that card. You're like the coworker. Yeah. I wouldn't throw it away at work, though. Like, that's a bad move. <laughs> yeah, be smart Take it, home, it. Take it home and throw it away. <laughs> But when you give a card for any reason, everyone handles cards differently. Not everyone puts a card up. Amy, if you get a Christmas card, what do you do with it? I mean, I hold on to them and I don't hang them up like some people, which I always think is cool. I'm jealous of that. But I hold on to them until the season's up and then I throw them away. Right. Eventually, we're going to throw them away. They're not going to a museum. Some people hold them forever. Okay, well, they're nuts. They put it on a ring. And they end up on that show Hoarders. I don't know. I think it's cool to look back over the years at how the families have changed. I, I just, maybe I wish I was that person. I'm just not. My advice to you is let it go. She probably enjoyed the message, probably enjoyed the card. You can't hold her accountable for how she interprets a Christmas card. Everybody agree with that? Yes. yes. Yep. It stinks. But I just know when I get a card, I do enjoy it, love it. Thank you for the message. Toss. But it worked. 
Should we just get rid of Christmas cards altogether? No, I think yeah. a lot of people oh. feel good about sending them out. Okay. I don't send them out, but I, I eventually will, I think. I think once I have a family, and if Caitlin cares about that, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll send them might, out. Yeah, she might care yeah. about that. Uh, next up, this is David from Mississippi. I just had a quick question. It's on a neighbor letting their dog poop in my yard. It's not like I'm catching them on a security cam or anything. I'm out of my yard, and my neighbor across the street brings her little Yorkie over and just lets the Yorkie poop on my grass while I'm staring at her. And she does this multiple times. So I was wondering if y'all could give me some feedback on what I should do, how I should handle the situation. Because if I go over there and talk to her, I don't think it's going to do a bit of good. Well, if you see her doing it, I don't think there's anything wrong with yelling, hey, keep your dog from pooping in my yard. Yeah, Or can you pick that up, right? Absolutely. If you're seeing it happen or you have proof of it happening, like on a camera, absolutely say something. It's going to be tough to go knock on the door and go, I saw it. <laughs> because you can just go, nope. Yeah. My advice is, if you see her doing it, you need to say something then while it's happening. She's been doing it. Obviously, she didn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. <laughs> but I think you have to see it. You can acknowledge it then or put a camera up, have it recorded, and then you can take care of it. But you got to have proof. Basically, court of law when it comes to dog poop. All right, one more. Hi, Bobby. I just got engaged, and I was just wondering, how did you all know that you weren't meeting the right person or committing to the right person? For me, it was a lot of little things all together where I just knew I was with the person that I wasn't going to get annoyed with or was, and it would be fine. Anyway, just wanted to know how you guys knew you'd met the one. All right, around the room. For me, it's when I didn't question, is this the one? I think with everybody else, I was like, I don't know. Is this what it's supposed to be? Good answer. Well, I mean, it it really was. It was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to feel something. And it was like that with every single person. But then it was like, that wasn't a thing. It was like, duh. It was like like a great pair of fitting jeans that were brand new. And they're never, they never fit brand new. They're they're always tight. You got (laughs) to stretch them out. There's just something about. But it was the first new pair of pants I put on that was like, not only are these new and awesome, but they are fit amazingly. Uh, so for me, it was I didn't question if it was the right one. It's how I knew that it was the right one. Amy? I think uh, for me, it was like I felt a level of comfortableness that I had never felt before and was able to tell him everything. So because, I mean, that's what when you have a partner like that, you should be able to tell each other um even the sides of you that you're, you, that other people don't know or things that you have going on, that way they can show up and be there for you. Eddie? So, you know, my story it was like six years of dating, and then she gave me the ultimatum of like, hey, either we're getting married or I'm going to move on. And that really was the moment I thought. I was like, she's right. Like, what am I waiting for? Because I do feel comfortable enough to not even think about, like, what are we going to do? I just love our life right now. This is great. And if this is going to be our life for the rest of our life, She's, this is the one. Is that easy? Lunchbox? I mean, I don't know if there was one thing or moment, I guess, when she said, hey, we should get married. And I was like, all right, if that's what you want to do. I mean, it wasn't like a magical moment, like Bobby, a pair of pants that fits. Amy, I can tell her everything. Like, she didn't threaten to leave me or anything. She was just like, I think we should get married. And I was like, okay, kind of just whatever. So, I mean, so far it's the one, and down the road it could not be the one. So, so. far. Nice. They should do a Netflix movie on this this is a real romantic yeah beautiful just I, I'm, I'm almost crying just hearing it it's a, yeah i mean 
It worked. It, so it, far. There you go. And she asked him to get married, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about my brother's wedding, and she was like, I think we should get married. And on the phone. The on the phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a love story if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but love stories are all different. Honestly, they're all different for everybody. I'm going to hate. Right. Except for the fact you went or not, or it might not be. <laughs> All right. You can call, leave us a voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. Thank you, guys. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. A few things in the next segment. One, what Eddie's son spent all his money on that made Eddie go, really? Also, we'll talk about someone else on the show saw a celebrity driving around town. This has been a pretty common theme here on the show where we see people that are super famous driving their cars and it turns out it wasn't really them. But someone else claims to have seen someone. And then also we'll talk about a new holiday tradition. Well, just new to Amy. I think a lot of people have been doing this for many, many, many years. But she just picked it up and she's a little annoyed about it. So all that coming up next. Bobby Bone Show. Bobby Bone, come on. Let's walk down the list of famous people that we think we've seen driving their cars around town. Amy has Dolly Parton. Amy, yes. Amy saw Dolly Parton. It was confirmed it was Dolly Parton. She came in and confirmed that. 100%. Okay. But now we get to the ones where we're not so sure. Eddie, who did you see? Uh, first, I saw Taylor Swift driving. Maybe I saw a cat in the passenger seat. Cannot confirm that. And then I saw Ben Folds from Ben Folds 5. And Taylor was driving a what? A Toyota Corolla, something like that. But By herself. Maybe a Camry. Yeah, by herself. Okay. But also Ben was in Australia at the time, right? And Ben Fultz was in Australia. So you're at best one for two, probably over for two. I'll take it. Raymundo, who have you seen? Saw Eric Church. He was driving. I thought a Mercedes Benz. Apparently, he doesn't have that type of vehicle, so it was not the chief. <laughs> okay, well, we're adding another one to our list today. Come on. Who, who now is on the list? Ready for it? Go ahead. Tennille Towns was driving, not a normal vehicle. It was a jacked-up truck. I'm talking smokestacks in the back, two big old mud tires. She had the mud flaps. It looked like she'd been off-roading. Stop it. Could not believe it was her. Her songs are so gentle and soft, and this is totally unlike her to drive that around town. It is a big, big vehicle. Can you play me a little to Neil Towns? Somebody's died. And you think that you saw her driving around in a massive truck? Yeah, and uh, I was probably a foot from her because I was turning the corner, and she may have also been listening to this song. It sounded like her type of music. <laughs> so you think she was listening to her own song while she was driving a, a jacked-up truck? Yeah! Okay, I think I can probably get her on later on the show. I, I mean, I know Tanil well, so I'll try to get her on later on the show, and we'll see if it's true. I just don't see her driving a massive truck. No. Nope. Not at all. But... What? Could it be belong to somebody in her life? Maybe. I, we'll ask her. I'm pretty sure I can get her on. You know, something else I wanted to bring up was I've hired Eddie's son to come out and blow leaves a few times. And honestly, at the end, I didn't really need him. But I know he bought a bunch of equipment. I thought that was a great, great piece of work knowledge because he had to go out and buy a leaf blower with money he made from from sweeping around my house. And so I was like, okay, let's keep hiring him. And he's been out and he worked and he made $100, right, Eddie? Yes, $100 from hard-earned cash. What did he do with it? He bought himself a gigantic 
Santa Claus inflatable for the front yard. <laughs> and it cost $70. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is your hard-earned cash. <laughs> and you blew it on a big Santa. Dude, this thing is huge, though. It's like 12 feet high. So did he tell you he was going to buy it beforehand? <laughs> uh, no. He said he was going to go to Walmart with uh, his mom, my wife, and he was going to go buy something. And I was like, all right, cool. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. You work hard for that money, son. Go enjoy it. And so did he have to ask permission to put it up in the front yard? <laughs> I mean, what was I going to say? No, you can't put it up there. <laughs> he, he came home with it. It's what he wanted to do. So there it is. You know, Amy, can I say about your Christmas decorations? Do you care? Yeah, that's fine. When you drive up to Amy's house, she has all these little creatures off of a projector that are doing like tumbles on the outside of her house. Interesting. Yeah. Where did you, where did you buy that? I think it... Lowe's or Home Depot, one of those places, it's cool. It sticks in your yard, like on a little stake. And then it is, it's this little, you put in different film strips, depending on the holiday we had for Halloween, we had ghosts and pumpkins that would rotate on the house. And then you insert the Christmas film slide for the Christmas one. And you can choose between Santa and presents and a Christmas tree. And yeah, they just light up and rotate around your house. It's our our Christmas lights. Well, and on brand for all of us, you pull up to Amy's house and all our neighbors have classy white Christmas lights. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have like then, this like <laughs> projectors. Like yeah, very Amy's colorful. Like four, fourth grade projector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son thinks it's the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I don't know if it's um, approved by other people, but we think it's fun. <laughs> are, are you doing Elf on the Shelf, Amy? Well, I never have before because my kids didn't know about it. And my daughter, she's 13, so it's fine. But I guess they talk about it at school. So my son came home and said, Mom, why don't we have the elf that moves around from room to room? And I thought, dang it. Okay. <laughs> so it's so last minute. I try to find an elf on the shelf. I couldn't find one anywhere that I could get. And my sister was flying in like the next day after he said that. So I called her and she's got kids that are older now. So I said, did you ever have Elf on the Shelf and do you still have it? And she said, I did and I still do. So she brought it with her. So now we have Elf on the Shelf borrowed from my sister. And yeah, I'm having to do all that stupid stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. I'm to read that book and then and then and then the then the elf didn't move and then he was freaking out because he's like, the elf didn't move. And I'm like, well, I don't know why I didn't move. I guess it got tired and fell asleep over there by the window. So maybe it'll move like, tomorrow. The elf's like mom. Sometimes he just gets tired. Doesn't right. want to go anywhere. And I see some moms on Instagram and I'm not hating. It's probably just that I'm jealous that I am not that creative or I just don't care that much. Uh, because they go all out. And these elves have activities that they 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 set up little arts and craft stations for their kids. And the elf is also doing it. And then they, they put the elf in... Like little cute, they go to the Michaels or Hobby Lobby and buy all these cute little elf sized things for the elf, and then the elf uses them. <laughs> oh like, boy, that is just <laughs> like the last thing on my list. Which I part of me struggles with being a mom, but this is that where you have to step back and realize, okay, you can't compare yourself to people on Instagram. Still that's a good, good mom. That's, yeah, that's good. good. Very nice. All right. Well, good luck with the elf on the shelf. Do you do it all the way till Christmas? Oh, I don't, I don't know that I'm doing it how you're supposed to, but yeah. <laughs> he's not going to move all, all December. <laughs> no, Eddie, he's going to move on he's his sleepy. own. He's tired. He's, he's going to move when he's ready. He's just getting used to the new Got house. It. 
Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, we are the Bobby Bone Show. That's right. Here are your biggest three songs in country music this week. At number three, Parker McCollum, Pretty Heart. What does that say about me? Number two is Chris Lane, Big Big Plans. And apparently, this number one song is Amy's Jam right now. It's Blake and Gwen, Happy Anywhere. Here we go. That's your jam, huh? I love it. It makes yeah. me so happy. Good for you. All right, coming up, Amy's pile of stories. What do you have over there? Well, I have a reason why you shouldn't be eating gas station sushi if you if you didn't <laughs> if you know that, that that was reason. questionable. <laughs> a very unusual business has opened in Texas that you have to know about. And then a popular Christmas gift among the country superstars. Okay, all that on the way next. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's a tickle bar opening up in Dallas, and it's exactly what you would think. It's a place you go, kind of like a massage bar, but for tickling, you pay $40 and have someone tickle you. They'll tickle your hair, your back, or both. There can't be a market big enough to be tickled to open up a whole place, right? I don't know a single person that likes to be tickled. Well, you also get a glass of wine when you walk in, if that helps. I hate being tickled. <laughs> Me too. Like, I laugh, but it ain't because that's funny. Yeah, they, that, sounds, that sounds terrible. They have these Moroccan-style tickle tents, and you can go in, and you can get tickled with your shirt on or your shirt off. Okay, are we sure this is what's really happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says this is 100% what it sounds like. It's not a front for something else. Well, any front I've known has always said it wasn't a front, okay? I'm just saying. All right, what else you got? So there's this woman, and she suffered months of hallucinations after she ate five-day-old sushi from a gas station, and she wound up with this huge tapeworm living inside of her. Once doctors finally figured out what was causing her problems, she took a pill to kill the worm and made a full recovery. But this is just a warning that's out there that, you know— I guess if you want to get gas station sushi, you should eat it ASAP. Don't definitely don't eat it after it's been sitting in your cool. fridge for five days. I, I would think that was sushi from anywhere, but you know but you I, you do you. I think wasn't the sushi though at the gas station for five days, or was it at her house after she bought it for five days? Oh, sorry, she ate. Yes, she ate five day old sushi from the gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was a of her holding on to sushi. I think she ate old sushi. From a place that probably didn't get the best sushi to begin with. Yeah. Well, I guess my point with that, too, is does, does, does the gas station tell her? Like, does it say, discounted, on sale sushi, been here for five days? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> or did Although, she find out I, later? I don't want to judge, but, you know, when I was living in Arkansas, before I moved off, I got gas station sushi. It was a fancy gas station. And I also got sick. I didn't have hallucinations, but I also got sick. So... There you go. Don't do gas station sushi. I'm also uncomfortable getting sushi anywhere that's not near the water anyway. Mm -hmm. Anything that's like landlocked. I don't even care if it's a lake because I'm okay. Even though I know sushi's not from there, I just need it to be near water, period. The restaurant. (laughs) Just makes me feel better. All right, what else? So a popular Christmas gift among the country circuit 
Country Star Circuit. Mike Fisher got Carrie Underwood two cows for Christmas because that's what she said that she wanted. And then now John Party has said his wife Summer wants a Highlander cow. So she'll probably be getting that. And those cows, I got to say, are super cute because they're furry and they look like really cuddly, even though probably not so much, but they are adorable. <laughs> Do you eat the cow? Is it a no. cow you butcher nice. or is it a pow to be a pet? Good I don't question. know eventually what some people may do with it, but no, this would be specifically for, for a pet just to have around. They're so cute. Well, you know, you got too much money when you start buying exotic animals for the holidays. <laughs> and to be clear, Carrie, there's no way she's eating the cow because she's a vegetarian. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were clear. Okay. Yeah. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this 24-year-old woman in Ohio was driving along and she fell asleep behind the wheel and crashed into a river. Wow. Her car was sinking, but 911 was called. Police were able to quickly respond and break a window. She was sinking so much that the pressure wasn't allowing her to open the doors. So they broke a window. They were able to get her out. And one of the detectives or lieutenants or officers was saying that if they had been 30 seconds later, I don't know that they would have been able to get her out. That falling asleep at the wheel stinks. I've done it once. I was going to work. I was working maintenance on a golf course. And I fell asleep while driving. And I I just felt it. And that job, for someone who hates mornings as much as I do, I hate them. (laughs) The only thing I hate worse is mayonnaise. Mayonnaise and mornings. Interesting. Whoa. And so I, I, I've had two jobs where I have to be up at the butt crack of dawn. And so I'm driving in and I'm like, man, I'm so sleepy. But I can make it. I know I can make it. And I woke up and I was in someone's front yard Ooh. in my car. Now, let's amplify that. I wake up and I'm sinking in water. I just remember thinking, oh my God, my heart was going. Yeah. This poor lady here fell asleep. Yeah, and it was 40-degree river in Ohio, so hypothermia could have set in. Probably woke her up quicker, too. She's like, (laughs) Great story. Those officers, shout out to them. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Hey guys, thanks for listening. Here's a voicemail we got from Owen in Cleveland. Hey Bobby, hey studio. I just wanted to see if you could check in and see who went live on Raymundo's Instagram. It was just some random girl and she said, oops, I didn't mean to go live. It's kind of cut out. It was weird. Uh, Saturday <laughs> night. All right. Thank you. Oh boy. All right, Raymundo, so you were with some girl and she went live on your phone? Yeah, it was a wild night. Uh, a friend of ours, we've been hanging out this entire year, and uh, I think she accidentally hit the wrong button. I told her to take a picture of me, but that was probably it. She fumbled a little bit, uh, and we went live, so sorry about that. Sounds like he thought some girl you weren't supposed to be with <laughs> went live. No, no, no. All the girls that I ever give my phone to, I know. I would not just give it to a random female. Okay. Get me in trouble. Say, buddy. What if you say? It's very say, strange. Yeah. All right. Here's another voicemail. I recently started nannying for a family. I've been doing it for about three months. Never had any issues. I've been very flexible with their work schedules as they aren't consistent. And recently she wrote me a check and it bounced. It was a large sum of money and she now won't return any of my text messages or calls. So I was just wondering what I should do. Well, honestly, you're probably SOL. Just, you're out of luck. 
You can do a lot of things, but it's going to cost you money to do them. That's just a bad situation. I would just stay on her. Honestly, that's about the best advice I could give. Keep hitting her up. Threaten. Oh, not physically. No, 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 <laughs> not physically. Oh yeah, whoa, but whoa, say, whoa. but say, hey, I'm going to have to go and like leave messages. Like I'm going to have to go to the police. Like I'm going to have to to get a lawyer involved. Even if you don't plan to do it, that'll usually you know shake some fruit from the tree. But that's a that's a sucky situation. Amy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know where they live. Have you? Okay, you sound like me now. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know where they live. No, not to threaten them, but just go by. I mean, so I guess, yeah, she just wrote you the check and was like, okay, we're, we're done with you. We can't, you're not working here anymore. And then, I, I don't know. I would just go by and see if you could have a conversation face to face and you could have a better understanding of what's going on. The bounce check doesn't bother me at all. Listen, we bounce checked my whole life growing up. It wasn't a big deal. Well, it wasn't a big deal to us. It's the fact that one was bounced and now they won't return the calls or texts. Right. Either they're humiliated or they just wanted to get one over on you. I would bet they're just embarrassed. I know, but she's not a random person. I know. You don't get one over on your employee that's been working in your home with your children. <laughs> Well, you do whenever you don't see her again. You don't have her back. Yeah, that's true. I would encourage you to stay at her and then and then say something. Don't threaten her with physical violence, but just say, <laughs> hey, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to have to get the law involved and then see what happens. But after that, I don't know that you have a lot of, of paths to victory there. Yeah, you might need to focus on just finding a new job. Yeah, that stinks though. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The Morning Corny. What do you get if you deep fry Santa Claus? What do you get if you deep fry Santa Claus? Crisp Kringle. Crisp Kringle. (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. I haven't listened to it yet, but I have a call here of Lunchbox calling Santa Claus to complain about never getting certain gifts. (laughs) Sometimes I'll listen to these ahead of time. But that reminds me, I'm going to play it blind coming up next. I have no idea. Is there anything else I should know about this call, Lunchbox? No, it's just I feel like every person out there has something they asked Santa for that they never got. And I found online where you can call Santa, so I called them. Okay. I'm going to play this coming up in the next segment in like just like three minutes here. Bobby Bones Show. Check. Bobby Bones Show. Walmart announced another round of bonuses. This is fantastic. They're giving employees a fourth round of bonuses because of all they've been through during the pandemic. Isn't that great? Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Walmart. Uh, speaking of buying stuff, the 12 days of Christmas, how much it would cost you in 2020. A partridge and a pear tree, total cost $210. <laughs> two turtle doves, that's two days, $450. Wow. <laughs> Is a turtle dove a dove or a turtle? I guess it's a dove. I think it's huh? a bird, yeah. Yeah. But two turtles that could fly would be worth more, I bet. <laughs> Millions. Probably. Three French hens cost 210 bucks. Four calling birds, $600. Why does this person want have so many birds? There's geese, there's calling birds, there's turtle doves. Mm-hmm. Uh, six geese a laying. The most expensive one is seven swans a swimming, $13,000. Dude, I didn't realize they are all birds. Well, no, except for eight, five eight, eight, golden, golden eggs. No, 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 they're, not. 
There's Uh-oh. eight mil, eight maids of milking. What are, are those? Um, are people? This is just back in the day. This is yeah. stuff they had. Is this their fantasy? <laughs> nine dancing ladies, nine ladies dancing. Like it. Eight maids of milking. It sounds like something you watch on the internet. If that was your thing. That's eleven. Hey, eleven pipers piping. Okay, there we go. Um, total cost of all twelve days sixteen thousand one hundred sixty-eight dollars. Wow. If you wanted to get someone all twelve days of Christmas, what a dumb song. <laughs> yeah, but when was he, it written? I mean. Uh, 1996. Oh, okay. He's lying. He just made that up. We know Amy. Some people listening will not know that, so I have to clarify. What's it called again? 12 Days of Christmas? Mm Mm-hmm. 1898, it was written. Okay, see? There we go. (laughs) Come on, people. Uh, Those are the good old days. I mean... (laughs) It was different times then. Maids of milking and ladies dancing. That was big stuff. Uh, Lunchbox found Santa's number online. It's a it's a Santa hotline. So you called Santa, Lunchbox, right? I called Santa and I wanted to complain that I asked for something way back when I was a kid and I never got it. And I wanted to know why. Okay, why are you talking like that? Because I'm so I'm still frustrated with saying I never got why? this gift. <laughs> I wanna know why. I mean the okay. frustration, you know, when you're angry. Don't you have a gift you asked for as a kid and you never got and you think about it to this day? But I don't talk in that voice. Oh. No, 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 I didn't get I any gift as a kid. <laughs> I just think about how I got no presents as a kid because oh. we were poor. Right. Yeah, thank you. That's All right, here we go. Here is Lunchbox calling Santa Claus. Hello there. This is Santa. Who's calling me today? Oh, Santa, what's up? It's Lunchbox. And listen, Santa, I have been wanting to get a hold of you for years because I've come and seen you at the mall. I saw you at Vast Pro Shop. I've seen you everywhere. And I have a bone to pick with you, Santa Claus. Oh, really? And what might that be? Santa, when I was like nine or ten years old, I sat on your lap. And it was at Barton Creek Mall. And I said, Santa, all I want for Christmas is the game Operation. And here we are almost 30 years later, and I never got the game. Well, um, I would probably guess that at this stage of your life, Santa might think that you're a little old to get Operation. Look, I know you're real because my brother, he asked for that brown huffy bike. And guess what? Oh, he got the brown huffy bike, but lunchbox. No, can't even get a little game board game comp operation. Well, yeah, I never received any negative reports about your brother, so uh, <laughs> you know all of that gets taken into account up here at the North Pole. All right, Santa, I'll look again under the tree this year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. Basically, said you were a bad kid, and your brother wasn't. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's funny. All right, coming up, I have an email here. We're going to open the mailbag. This girl and her new boyfriend are doing Christmas gifts, but she's like, how much do I spend? I'll read you the whole story. It is something that I think people deal with in the first year of their new relationship, and I'll get to that next. Bobby Bones. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, it's the Bobby Bone Show. You guys send us a lot of emails. We read them. We respond to some of them on the air. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. Love that you are returning to American Idol this season. Can't wait to watch. Okay, so things are going great with my new boyfriend. We're spending Christmas together for the first time. The only thing is, I have no idea what he's going to spend. I don't want to spend way less. Because you know how somebody gives you an iPad and you give them socks? (laughs) That's never fun. We're both in our mid-twenties. We have decent jobs, but we're not rich by any stretch. 
We haven't been together that long, so this is the first gift exchange of any kind for us. What's the normal amount of money to spend? I'm considering buying him two gifts, keeping them in my purse and insisting he go first. Then I'll decide if he gets the expensive one or the cheap one. That's funny. <laughs> Level playing field, right? Is that crazy? Signed, Samantha. First of all, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but what's going to happen is you're going to end up giving him both gifts and you have to spend even more money. So that's why I would say don't do that because if you buy both the gifts, you're going to end up giving him both gifts. And oh. you're going to spend even more money. You're going to buy an expensive one plus a cheap one. So don't do that. Here's the real pressure. The pressure isn't on you, honestly. The pressure's on him. You could get him something kind of nice. But if he gets you something even less nice, he's a big dweeb and and he loses. He's got to kind of outperform you in Christmas. That's his job as the new relationship guy. In my relationships when I was new, not that there were a lot of them, but I was like, man, I, I have to win. So I would say you shouldn't worry about it, but if you got me in touch with him, I would say you can worry about it. Like you need to be a substantial over gifter in this situation because you're not going to guess right unless you set a rule. You could very easily just set a rule and forget all the drama and go, hey, we got a rule. Nothing over 50 bucks. Or you could be fun and do a theme and go, hey, let's do a theme. Let's do gifts that you can only get at Cracker Barrel. That's a good let's idea. Let's do gifts that you can only get on this. But if you don't do that, the pressure's on him and he has to win. That, that's what I say. Don't worry about it. Amy, you? Oh, I think it's totally fine for her to have the two gifts in her bag and pull out whichever one is appropriate after he gives the gift. Perfect. And then he'll probably think it's super cute because later this will be a story you can tell. And who knows, maybe you do whip them out like you were saying and give them both to him that night. But I think he would think, oh, that's so cute that you had two gifts in your bag and you were basing it off of what I gave you. I'm just looking out for her not having to spend a bunch of money. I know. Well, she could give the one and then save save the next one for his birthday. Yeah, but by then, baseball cards won't even be cool anymore, Amy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I would just suggest that you go, hey, can't wait. Christmas is going to be awesome this year and set a fun theme so neither one of you go absolutely crazy. Yeah, but you don't, don't do Cracker Barrel. Don't screw her over in the sense, what if he was going to get her something really awesome and then she gets a rooster? <laughs> 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 or whatever it is. Oh, that was a good Cracker gift. Barrel. She's the one worried about it. I never felt bad, because I would get some great Christmas gifts, even for my friends if we were doing one-on-one. I'd give them a great gift and I'd get kind of a crappy one in return, but my feelings were never hurt. I feel like that's us every year. You know, like you give me a PlayStation, I give you a t-shirt. That's true. Well, I give him Eddie a, a Dallas Cowboys golf bag. Right. And he gives me his used Monopoly from seven years ago. Correct. Yeah. I just don't think there's anything to worry about with her. You can yeah. either set your, set your limits or he's got he has to win. The pressure's on him. Don't worry about it. There you go. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, the Bobby Bone Show. Yep. This guy had to go punch a 350-pound bear in the face, like straight jab uppercut style, in the woods. I'll tell you why in the next story coming up. Also, big night tonight and tomorrow for Lunchbox. Basically, his Super Bowl and World Series. Tonight and tomorrow night. It's not. We tell you what it is. You might roll your eyes a little bit, or you might go, I totally get that. We'll talk about those two things next. The Bobby Bones Show. A guy in California tackled and punched a 350-pound bear that was attacking his dog. And somehow, both he and the dog survived. Holy crap. The guy's name is Caleb. 
lives in Grass Valley, California. He had a pit bull named Buddy, and a 350-pound bear clamped its jaws on his dog's head. Here's Caleb on CBS Sacramento talking about how he punched the bear in the face. And I heard a growl, looked over the hillside, and then about 75, 100 feet down, the bear was dragging him by his head, had his head in his mouth. That horror sunk in, but didn't paralyze him. I just ran down there, plowed into the bear, tackled it, and grabbed it by its throat and started hitting it in the face and eye till it let him go. Oh my. Crazy. I think I probably would have been like, doggy, I'm sad. Yeah, but... <laughs> Or I would have thrown rocks at the bear. I just don't know that I would run up to a bear and start slugging it. I don't think I hit hard enough. Like, this guy's probably played that punching game where you punch that bag and it tells you how hard you hit. And he's probably been pretty good at it. I'd hit the bear and the bear would wink at me and keep eating the dog. They rushed Buddy to the vet. The office was closed because of the COVID-19 situation. A second animal hospital was open. And so they kind of patched Buddy back together. The dog is on the mend. He's going to live. The bear seems to be holding a grudge. Mm -hmm. The man said the bear's been back at the house several times. It made an attack and had some other stuff messed up around there. Anyway, there are black bears all around California. But everybody lived. Wow. That is insane. You know what I watched the other night? I watched this show called My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. Anybody seen that? No. No. About this guy. And he loves the ocean. I don't know. He lives somewhere oceany. I'm not sure. I think I missed that part. But he's, his whole life, he was in the ocean. He was a photographer. He was a videographer. And then he just got tired of it. And so it's on Netflix. It's a documentary. And so he, he quit. And so he just started diving for his own fun. He would go swim around the ocean. And he was just fascinated with octopuses or octopi. Octo. I don't know. How to say. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to be careful with that one. <laughs> he's octop- octopi. Okay, and so this one octopus started to warm up to him because octopuses are really intelligent. And the octopus started to like, after a while, like hang out with them. Huh? And then they have a whole, and for, I, I made a lot of jokes like they were getting romantic during it. They never got romantic. <laughs> it wasn't about that. Oh, but no. <laughs> it shows you how extremely intelligent oct- these individual octopuses are. I looked it up. It's octopuses. <laughs> That's cool. I really wanted it to be Octopi for you. Me but. too. Me too. Well, anyway. This is a true, this is like a documentary or a movie? It's a, a documentary. Movie? Oh, that's cool. It's, listen, they didn't spend a whole bunch of money on it. Right. Because <laughs> no, no one felt like they were going to back that one up. <laughs> but it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. You have to watch it. I, I'm not recommending it, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if a little bit your mind goes, well, that would be interesting, then you must watch it. Because if you like that kind of stuff, it's also really cool to see the the ocean life. You know, all the animals. Because he's down there with cameras. and It's pretty crazy. It's called My Octopus Teacher. Did you like it, Mike? Mike said pretty good. I give it three and three quarter stars. No, middle of the road. I give it three and three quarter octopuses. <laughs> or t- yeah, my o- tentacles? Or what are nope, they octopuses. Okay. Nope. Going with octopuses. The plural of octopuses. Octopuses. Okay. <laughs> Uh, here's a story. A girl realizes she has COVID while filming TikTok, which can't taste her Starbucks. So she's 19 years old. Her name's Marin Short. She's been quarantining at home over the past week because she tested positive for COVID-19. She realized she may have been affected when she filmed a TikTok of herself trying a Starbucks drink. And then she was like, I can't taste anything. The moment of her realization and the confusion and panic is all here. It's gone viral. Here she is in her car to try her new drink. 
that had five shots of vanilla and three shots of caramel and then realizing, uh-oh, my taste is gone. Here you go. This has no flavor. Why can't I taste it? Do I have COVID? Hang on. I can't taste anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. That is scary. <laughs> By the way, why are you putting five shots of vanilla and three shots of caramel in there? You're trying to kill yourself a different way? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, she didn't have any other COVID symptoms. She does have COVID, but again, she's she's chilling for now. Wow. One other story, the Powerball and Mega Millions jackpots just keep on growing. Here's something to dream about. I know Lunchbox is a big lottery guy. More than a half billion dollars is up for grabs in a pair of big lottery jackpots. Uh, tonight, the Mega Millions has a $264 million one. Ooh. And then there's one tomorrow that is the Powerball that's $262 million. Yeah. Are you in both of these? Oh, yeah. I'm in both of them. I'm, I'm pulling for the Powerball more than the Mega just because it's worth more. But, I mean... What's $20 million, really? I mean, I'll take either one. What's $20 million? I mean, when you win $262 million, I mean, what's $20 million? Cash options for both jackpots are $200 million before taxes. Oh, my gosh. Just imagine that. Just Do you not picture yourself with that $200 million paycheck? Oh, just think about that. Right when you read the story, you automatically put yourself $200 million richer. You know what I picture myself when I think of you know, what I used to always dream of is doing what I'm doing right now. Like my whole life, I just wanted to have a job that I love so much that I didn't hate doing. Because where I grew up, everybody hated their jobs. You know, my stepdad worked at the mill, hated it. And I was just like, man, if I can just do what I love, like that's the ultimate lottery win to me. And I do. So I don't look at that and go, boy, my life would totally change. My life is pretty rocking right now. Man, I would have a toilet made out of $100 bills. Okay, there you go. Thank you. It's weird. Yeah, why would you have a hundred? Because I'm sitting on money, folks. I'd have a couch made out of $100 bills. You could make anything out of $100 bills and you still wouldn't, nothing, you wouldn't even go broke. Oh, that would be the lie. Bobby, it's just, it's fine. He's not, he's not living his dream right now. So it's fine. Are you living your dream right now, Lunchbox? No. (laughs) No, obviously not. It's a nightmare. I wouldn't say nightmare. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's a day-to-day. It's a job. It's just like... It's a day-to-day. Yeah. It's it's living, but yeah. it's not everything you want it to be in a bag of chips. But the thing is, Lunchbox has had jobs that have been more... You ha- It's not like you've always had this. Like, you could go... What what would you be doing right now if it wasn't this? Because before Duncan. this, you were delivering food for Jason's Deli. Correct. You worked at Sam's Club I pushing I collected the carts. shopping carts out of the parking lot. Never so got like, to go inside. What would you be doing? I mean, I really don't know now that I'm th- this age and at this, I really don't know, but I would, I mean, so if, if I you could, had to put yourself in a, in a career, in a job right now, reality well, TV, okay, if but, I, no. but that's not, you're, but what about you is good for reality TV? Everything. Like if I could go, like if you look at these people nowadays, they're going on big brother, they're going on survivor and then they get on the challenge. I mean, it is a life of reality TV and that would be incredible. But realistically, what would you be doing? Y'all, the, the, that's, the challenge is his dream. Oh it has been gosh. since he was 18. Oh, like younger than that. <laughs> okay. Younger would than you, that. Would you rather be doing that or this? Oh, that. Because you only work a couple months out of the year and you get paid good money and then you take the rest of the year off. There's no stability in that. What do you mean? And is there, CT, do they get bananas, they've been, uh, they've been doing it for years. Wes, I mean, it is. Who? 
Oh, don't Eddie, tell me. CT, Bananas, and Wes. Come on. <laughs> like he acts like we know these people. I don't my, know. Favorite, my favorite law firm. C- <laughs> Hi, we're CT, Bananas, and Wes. We'll represent you. Oh, gosh. Man. Okay. Are you playing both lot? Uh, oh, absolutely. Lotteries? You guys want to get in? If I, if I can ask, how much did you spend on them? Uh, if you, let's say, uh, 50 each. No, not let's say. You can say it. Okay, 50 oh, each. Why does he okay. do that? He oh, just, oh, you know. Well, if you want me to say it, let's just say somewhere around $50. Okay, okay I'm wait. Play. Uh, what? Yes, Lunch yes, Fox, I'm going to ask my daughter. If she wants to play, she can give you money, okay? All right, let's do it. All right, she, yeah. We'll split it. All right. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting across America. Turn it up. Mike D is talking about A-list actors who were paid surprisingly low amounts of money for big movie roles. He has a podcast called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. For example, Julia Roberts made $50,000 to star in Mystic Pizza. In Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts made $300,000. Now she makes $20 million for a movie. Mm. For Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey made $200,000 when he makes $20 million typically. But it's big old movie roles. And the actors or actresses who didn't get paid much for them. Check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. It's a fantastic podcast if you love movies. All right, let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Story. The new PlayStation 5 is one of the hottest items for the holiday season. I mean, I can't get one. I've tried. But a concrete block, not so hot of an item. Nevertheless, a guy who thought he finally got Sony's new gaming system got the concrete block. The Orem Police Department said the unidentified 38-year-old man ordered the PS5 from eBay for $878. That was an inflated price because if you can find one in the store, they're going for $499. But because you can get them and then resell them on eBay or StockX, people will pay more. So that's what he did. When the package finally arrived at his doorstep, the man found a new PlayStation 5 box. But inside the box was a big chunk of concrete. Dang. You know he had to feel heartbroken. And so dumb at yeah. the same time. That stinks for that guy. Once in college, I was with a buddy, and some guys came up. You know how people would drive up to you at a gas station or and go, hey, man, you want to buy some speakers? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it, that's a little more prevalent. It was more prevalent then than now. And he was like, are they stolen? And they are like, no, nah, man, we just got to get rid of them. And I, the whole thing felt shady, but we were broke. And he was like, how much? They were like 60 bucks. And he was like, all right. And he buys them. We went home. He opened them up. They were blocks of uh, no. wood, wood blocks. Dang. And I'm going to be honest with you. I laughed. I shouldn't have, <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. You don't buy speakers at a gas station. Remember when the iPads were getting sent out, when the iPads were a new thing and people would get blocks of wood? Yeah, or cutting boards. <laughs> Not funny, but we laugh. Yeah. We laugh because it wasn't us. I sure would like a PS5, though, if anybody out there knows anyone. <laughs> Bobby's Big Story. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Here you go. Hi, guys. I'm a long-time listener, and I am just calling for some advice. I have a little boy who will be two in March, and I'm trying to figure out when it's time for baby number two. So I was calling to ask Lunchbox and Eddie their opinions. I know... Lunchbox had his boys pretty close together, and Eddie's boys were pretty spaced out, so I was just wondering what the pros and cons were to both of the show. All right, big life advice there. Amy, you also have two kids. I think you're in this mix, too, because your kids are what age? 13 and 10. How do you feel about that age difference? 
I feel like it's great. My sister and I are about four years apart. And then, so, and I always loved that. I thought that was good. But I love the three-year gap because by the time I got to high school, I was a freshman and then my sister was a freshman in college. So I missed having high school with her. But for my kids, when Stevenson's a freshman, Stashir will be a senior and she can like have his back. Eddie, what do you think? So a couple things here. Like as a kid, my brother is six years older than me. My little sister is eight years younger than me. We have nothing in common. We were never close. But that's kind of what I brought into my family because my boys are 12 and seven, my biological kids, and then my two fosters are are, are different. But uh, they have no connection either. Like so I'm thinking what's like why would you have them so far apart? If I could do it over again, I would have them closer because my foster son is six years old and then my son is seven years old and they're best of friends. I think they're going to be tight for the rest of their lives. I think that's the way you do it. The closer the better. Yeah. Lunchbox? Uh, we did it closer because of the reason when I was growing up, my brother was two years older than me and my sister was one year older than me. And so we were very close and it gives you a commonality. We were all in high school together, middle school together, elementary school together, and you actually know each other. Whereas my wife, she was like six years older than her brother. She doesn't really even know her brother. Like she's in uh, college and he's still in middle school and they didn't even, even talk. So it's just so much easier. And you have two in diapers. Would you rather get one out of diapers than have to start that process all over again? No, it's not worth it. And you can use the same clothes for the second baby, same toys. You don't have to get rid of stuff and then buy the stuff again. It's all so valid. do it all together. There you go. That's pretty good advice. I think I'm going to start today. <laughs> Seriously? And get, and get them all out of the way, Bones. Yep. And do it. Listen, I told you guys, because, you know, I don't have any kids yet, but I would imagine in the next year or two years or so that, that I will start having kids, but I would love to just have twins and then call it a day. <laughs> All right, put the bow on it. I just bow me up. That's it. No more using that thing. Call it, you know, that's it. All right. The Bobby Bone Show. It's one of our favorite country stars' birthdays today. This person turns 36 and someone on the show loves them so much that I'm going to give that show member a minute to just pay tribute. The person's still alive. We'll also play a fun music game about them as well. But that is next. Can you name the country star who has a big birthday today? The same star who one of us is obsessed with. That's coming up next. The Bobby Bones Show. Raymundo's hero, Sam Hunt, turns 36 years old today. Happy birthday, Sam. Yeah! Ray, what would you like to say to Sam? Because this will get back to him. It's his birthday how would you like to shower him with your words? Dude, you are an inspiration not only to me, but probably people all over America. Your music is great, but you also have style. You're also a man with swag. And you, I've, I've outfitted my career and how, what I wear on a daily basis partially because of you. I mean, you, you're huge to me, and I want to thank you for that, pimp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sam has seven number ones, right, that he has as an artist. Hard to forget. Ken folks, Body Like a Back Road, Make You Miss Me, House Party, Take Your Time, Leave the Night On. But that's not all, and that leads us to our next game. Did Sam Hunt Write It game? <laughs> oh, boy. I'll give you a song. You tell me if Sam Hunt wrote it or not. Up first, Kenny Chesney, Come Over. Come over, come over, come over, come over, come over. Did Sam Hunt write Kenny Chesney Come Over? Turn it up a little bit. Good song. Lunchbox? No. Amy? Yes? Eddie? Did Sam write it? Of course he wrote it. 
Sam Hunt did write Kenny Chesney come over. (laughs) Did you not know that, Amy? I feel like I knew it, but I wasn't as confident as Eddie. Next up, Thomas Rhett crash and burn. Sam Hunt write it. Lunchbox. No, that's T Rhett's song. Okay, but I mean, yeah, I think Thomas Rhett wrote it. Uh, okay, and Amy? No. Eddie? Negative. <laughs> he did not write that. Uh, Thomas Rhett didn't write it either. Oh. Uh, Chris Stapleton, Jesse Frazier, and Sam Cook from credited originally wrote yes. it. Sam Hunt did not. There you go. Hmm. That's a no. Uh, next up, William Michael Morgan, I Met a Girl. I met a girl, she made me smile, she made me wait. She crossed the street, she crossed my heart, she fixed her dress, she bit her lip, she lit me up. I met a girl with crazy shoes. Lunchbox? Yes, he did. Amy? No. Eddie? I mean, it's too random of a song to just throw in, so I'm going to say yes, he wrote it. He did write it. There you go. Oh, I guess. Is he like, she fixed her dress? Next up, Luke Bryan, Do I? Do I turn you on at all when I kiss you, baby? Does the sight of me wanting you drive you crazy? Do I have your love? Am I still enough? Tell me, don't I? Or tell me, do I, baby? Okay. Lunchbox, did Sam Hunt write Luke Bryan, Do I? Yes, he did. Amy? No. Eddie? I don't know. I can hear him singing it, though, so I'm going to say yes. Luke Bryan, Do I, was written by Charles Kelly from Lady A and Come on. Dave Haywood from Lady oh. A. <laughs> what up? We're back tight again. <laughs> the score right now, Eddie 3, Amy 3, Lunchbox 2. Woo. Dang. This is a song by Keith Urban called Cop Car. Did Sam Hunt write it? Lunchbox? That's the first one I know of for fact is yes. Amy? Yes. Eddie? 100% yes. Yes, he did. There you go. All right, two more. Thomas Rhett, get me some of that. Girl, I gotta get me, gotta get me some of that. Yeah, gotta get me some of that. Little more what you're doing right there. Did Sam Hunt write that song, Amy? No. Lunchbox? Yes. Hmm. Why do you think that? I mean, look, you put two Thomas Rhett's in there, so one of them's got to be yes. Oh, true. I didn't even think that. Definitely his style, but I'm going to say no. He did not write that song. I put two Thomas Rhett songs in here to throw you off, thinking one of them would have to be, and they are not. That is. (laughs) Yes. Sam Hunt did not write it. Sam Hunt did not write it. Okay, final one. Amy Eddie, you're in. Uh, lunchbox, you can just play for fun. Thank okay, here you. we go. Billy Currington, we are tonight. Here you go. It's a Friday night. It's a small town girl. Everything is right. And we rule the world. Two twelves in the truck back beating. Bunch of rock stars on the riverbank singing. Oh, lunchbox. No, nah, Billy wrote that when he was in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, Amy? Uh, I have yes. Eddie? Let's go yes. Why not? The answer is yes. Yeah! Yay! We tied. <laughs> you tied and you win. Anyway, this is all to say happy birthday, Sam Hunt, and 
listen, he's not only writing massive songs for himself, he's writing them for other artists too. So that's pretty cool. Bobby Bone. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, it's the Bobby Bone Show. On the phone right now is Tennille Towns. Here's a, a clip of somebody's daughter from Tennille. Play this. Somebody's daughter. Somebody's daughter. Tennille, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Really good. We were talking on the show earlier this morning, and Raymundo claims. Ray, why don't you tell her what your claim is? Yeah, so Tennille, I passed you at a stoplight, and I was turning in, so I was, it ended up being about a foot from you, from your window, and I saw you driving a rather large truck. It looked like you'd been out four-wheeling on some two-track or something, but it seemed very big, almost like you had to hop up to get into this truck. It was that jumbo, and I thought I would never imagine Tennille Towns would drive that kind of a truck, so that was crazy. I passed you, and I can't believe that's kind of a jacked-up lifestyle you have. Okay, so Tennille, don't answer yet. Don't answer yet. Raymundo, you also heard her listening to what song? I believe she was also listening to somebody's daughter. <laughs> okay, Tanil, do you have a jacked up truck? Okay, I don't have a jacked up truck. I do drive a truck. Yeah! No, wait a minute. Ray, what, what color was the truck that you saw? Uh, it was a dark color. I want to say green, but definitely a dually. It had those ranch type tires. Is that true, Tanil? That is not true. Okay, see, it's not her. And were you listening at a stoplight to somebody's daughter? Definitely not. (laughs) Cranking it up. So we're like one for ten guys on celebrities around town driving? (laughs) Tanil, how are you, by the way? I'm doing good. I'm so good to talk to you guys. Uh, I was, I'm like, if it if it had come on the radio, I would definitely celebrate it, and I would turn it up, but I would not naturally be listening to my own song driving around. Well, he came in this morning and was claiming he saw you in a jacked-up dually listening to your own song sitting at a stoplight. <laughs> That's not true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, I saw you on Instagram making kits for the homeless community here in town. How long did it take you to yeah. make those... 350 kits and how did you get people to donate so we did these cameo videos that people can like request for video messages and all the proceeds went towards being able to get supplies for these kits and then you know we just took an afternoon and put them together it was really fun i'm so glad that everyone was uh was generous to to be a part of that this holiday season it was really cool to see that come together what do you think is the best christmas song of all time and by who Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, one. I do. I, I think that the Christmas song, Chestnuts are Roasting on an Open Fire, is my favorite. Is there a, a person or is it just the old school? It doesn't matter who it is as long as it's someone who's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> as long as it's good and classic, you know? <laughs> what is your favorite non-classic Christmas song? I think I was going to say Hard Candy Christmas. I love Cassie Ashton's version of that song this year. Okay, um, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm just going to ask you some random okay. Christmas questions. How about... Okay, cool. What is the one Christmas movie that you can watch over and over again? The Holiday. Is that a love story? Is that Jude yeah. Law? Yes, yeah. it's a love story. And it's like the best house swap. And I don't know, it just makes me happy when I see it. Tennille Towns is on the phone with us. And finally, what is your next single? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I wish I had the answer for you. I'll call you as soon as I know the answer to that. Well, in honor of Tennille being here and picking the Christmas song, she actually has a version, too. She's not dead, so uh, she's on the phone with us now. (laughs) 
But you released it. You released it last year, and I'm gonna play it now. Tanil, great to talk to you. You don't drive a jacked up dually. You weren't listening to your own song. Raymundo didn't see you, but you did sing the Christmas song, and I'm gonna play it now. Okay. This is Jason, a truck driver from Arkansas who left us a voicemail last night. Hey, Bobby. Good morning, studio. I just want you guys to know that I appreciate all you do. Your show has really been helping me a lot. I've been on drugs since 2015. Been out of prison since 18. And ever since I've been coming up to Pine Bluff and Hot Springs, I would listen to your show. Man, you really helped me stay straight, brother, for real. No lie. Now, I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Y'all have a good day, man. Love y'all. Jason, appreciate that. Congratulations for awesome. keeping yourself clean in a couple different ways. That's great. Thanks for thanks for sharing that with us too and leaving that message. And thanks for leaving a, a, a nice, really authentic message. We get so many dumb prank calls on this line. So it's <laughs> nice to hear. Or just one go, Bobby, you suck. Click. A lot of those too. How many minutes into exercise, Amy, until you start seeing results? What do you think? Five. In just two minutes of a workout, oh. brain performance improves and you start to begin the weight loss process. But you know the hardest minutes of exercise? The first you? The first couple, because yeah. you just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. At least for me. To become a better driver, do this. Listen to music. Research has shown that listening to music is best for alertness, reaction time, and maintaining a safe speed. And then finally, a little stories that I have left over here. If you're feeling anxious, they say watch a TV show that you loved when you were a kid. Anything nostalgic reminds you of a time when you felt secure and you can help offset the anxiety. You know what stinks for me right now, because I'm in California, is I don't have a TV in the bedroom of this place I'm staying. It drives me absolutely bonkers. I don't sleep without a TV in my whole life. I never had a bedroom growing up as a kid. I had to sleep in the living room, but the TV was always on, and I am struggling. I'll leave the computer on as late as I can, fall half asleep, then close it, which wakes me up about a quarter of the way, then try to fall. It's just a whole puzzle I don't like putting together every night. I can't wait to get home. All right, enough. Thank you. Uh, Morgan, what's on the podcast today? Well, Lunchbox took over our voicemail line and pranked some listeners. You know what? I just talked about how I like people to call and be nice on the voicemail line. <laughs> and then we're like, hey, Lunchbox, mess with some people on it. All right. What else? We got some updates from Amy and Eddie on their kids and some recent situations. Okay. And? And Tennille Towns was on to confirm or deny if Raymundo actually saw her driving around town. That story felt a little fishy. I'm not going to tell you. You can listen to the podcast and hear her on the show. But it felt a little fishy when Ray told it. Was I surprised or not when she answered it? Listen to the podcast. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. That's it. Goodbye. Bobby Bones. You can find us on Facebook, too, at Bobby Bones Show.